All right, good morning, everybody. Mike Courtney here, Mass Mutual Eastern Pennsylvania Brokerage Director, and I'm coming to you on a beautiful April morning. We are midweek and cranking away. Nice 2021, first quarter's over, and I'm joined here today by Steve Parisi. Uh, Steve, how are you today? Fantastic, Mike. I, I didn't even... Like I knew it, but I didn't even realize the first quarter's behind us already. I don't know. Like, where's the time going, man? Where the does weeks it go? just keep slipping by. Not in a bad way. Just, you know, I think everybody is, uh, you, you know, has been chomping at the bit to, to get back to work and try yeah. to get, get back to normal yeah. or some kind of normalcy. Um, we've definitely seen an uptick in business in a, in a variety of areas. Um, so all good, you know? Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk to Steve a little bit today about uh, cash value life insurance. That's something that you know Steve and I talk about all the time, but specifically how people in real life are utilizing the cash value. Um, I feel like with regards to um, sales presentations and sales concepts, there's always those picture perfect scenarios that you hear out there, you know? I remember when I first became aware of Leap, when I first became aware of Be Your Own Bank, Infinite Banking, or just the you know kind of underlying power of um, cash value accumulating life insurance yeah. and how to use it. I heard this description of you know you go to buy a car, it's a fifty thousand dollar car, you're going to take a very low interest rate loan out from a from an auto lender from a, from a from a bank um and pay back that that car loan over a you know five to seven year period why not take that money from your whole life or from your permanent life insurance policy and make those same car payments back to yourself mm -hmm. um you know in reality are people doing that um what gets people to make that kind of mentality switch that like, yeah, I am really going to use this as my bank. Um, I'm going to run my bills through here. I'm going to, anytime I would borrow in any way, now I'm going to look at this life insurance policy. I mean, do you see that? Do you talk to people a lot about that? How does that look like in, in the real world? Yeah, good question. Um, we see it a lot. The whole idea of financing your lifestyle, investments, big purchases through a cash value life insurance policy instead of financing through an institution, a bank, a lender, whoever we're going to. And really the, the whole idea of the concept, what attracts a lot of people is it puts control, that's the key word right there, control, in the policyholder's hands. Meaning, if I want to buy a house, right, for, let's say it's a nice house, a million bucks, so I go to buy that $1 million home, what are, what are 99 out of 100 people going to do? Go to a bank, get a mortgage, they have a down payment, but then they're going to have that mortgage and make payments, which consists typically of interest, very heavy upfront in the interest in the early years, and then principal payments to the bank. The bank makes money, the, lo the loan is on the bank's terms. Having it through a life insurance policy, you've got complete control now where 
The thing is, I had to have a million dollars in my cash value life insurance and cash value to purchase that home. So I would take that loan out. But how I pay it back is completely up to me. How, when I want to pay it back in a situation like that. But I've got complete control on how I pay it back. And when it is paid back, that million dollars I pulled out has been earning interest the whole time as if I never touched it in the first place. Does that make sense? Questions on that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess my one question is, uh, you know, kind of a broad uh, theoretical question, but I'm thinking about myself and I'm thinking about people generally, you know, human nature. It feels to me like you're not going to make the same kind of payments back to yourself that you would make if you were on a forced payment schedule, unless you are, you know, really um, disciplined and, and, and kind of regimented, or I guess for people who have really bought into the power of that cash value, uh, they're going to be motivated to see it replenished. Yeah. So human nature, more or less, or just call it lack of discipline, where if I have a, a, a loan through a bank, I'm going to pay it back because if I don't, I'm going to get letters from them. It's going to impact my credit. Like I have to pay it back. I like that accountability in a sense. If I've got a loan that doesn't have to be paid back, that's the last bill that I'm paying. Probably. Most, you know? most do, do um, function in that manner. Um, and I will say a lot of people we work with are very, very disciplined, pay it back. You know, myself personally, how I like to do it when I've utilized my policies is if I have a loan outstanding, I'm a fan of servicing the interest. I do like to do that. Um, when I was really young, when I didn't have any money, I would take, take loans out. And I'm like, I can't pay the interest. So I didn't. But then eventually I did. But I like servicing the interest. And then like a line of credit, I'll just throw money at that principal balance, see it show up in cash value and I can access it again. So a lot of business owners and real estate investors use it in that manner because they're used to interest-only payments and they get that interest, that, that loan interest bill on their policy on the anniversary date when their premiums do. So, I mean, it, it kind of works in that sense where they just pay it from a habit standpoint. But to your point, to say, okay, if I've got a loan here in my policy, I have the option to pay it back. Steve told me it makes sense to pay it back, but I still have the option. I'll do it next year. I'll do it the following year. That that happens sometimes. Um, so that's where it's a matter of preference, really, as far as how do I want that loan? Do I set up an auto payment or do I go to a lender? Because it's the accountability's there, but then also the interest rate, which we can get into next, because every everyone I talk to, I'll I'll say this: the people that put in a hundred thousand dollars per year or more especially those putting in half a million or seven figures into policies per year, they look very, very closely at the policy growth rate. And if they borrow from the policy, what will that interest rate be? And we can get into this, but they're going to look at that and they're going to say, okay, you can tell me about any concept in the world you want, but the numbers better make sense. Otherwise, I'm not going to do it. I'm like, yeah, I'm the same way. The numbers have to make sense. When I look at how institutions function, it's based off numbers. Yes, it's how do I drive revenue, but the numbers, when I'm leveraging money, has to make sense. Meaning, what what's the cost to borrow yeah. versus yeah. what's my internal rate of return? Yeah. So to give you an example, going back to that car example, 
right? So I can buy a car. Let's say the, the car is, what kind of car you want to buy? Like Range Rover? What, 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 do you, what do you like? You like the BMWs, right? Um, I'm not a big Beamer guy, but I mean, I, oh, I, I thought you were. No, <laughs> I like um, Range Rovers. They have it all, in my opinion. The power, okay. the comfort. Yeah. You don't feel anything. Like the suspension is beautiful. Very but, smooth. <laughs> All right, so let's pretend we're going to get a, a decked out Range Rover for a hundred grand, right? Okay. And I can a finance through Land Rover at let's say I get two percent, whatever it might be. Say my credit's strong and I get a two percent loan, or I can finance through my policy at five percent, the loan interest rate that would go to the insurance company. What would I rather do? On paper, I'm like, okay. 2%, I mean, that's a cheaper cost to borrow. I'd rather do that. So if I go to Land Rover or Range Rover, take that 2% loan, what's going to happen there? I'm going to pay that 2% interest to Land Rover, if it's a five-year, seven-year loan, however long it is, on their terms. I pay it every month. I have it set up on auto payment. That is what most people do. If I go to the policy... I can do the exact same thing. Let's assume I set it up on auto payments, but I've got a 5% cost to borrow that goes where? To the insurance company. So it is a higher cost to borrow. I've got that interest expense going to the insurance carrier. Now, on the actual cash value growth, so if my cash value was $100,000, that was the cost of the car, that $100,000 will continue to earn dividends and interest, whether I just let it sit in the policy or if I borrow it out to purchase the Range Rover. No lost opportunity cost no matter what. So the question here is, is not what the dividend rate is on that $100,000. That's not what I want to look at. I want to look at the actual earning rate on the policy. We'll refer to it, you and I, as the internal rate of return. And let's say that that policy is mature, we're in today's environment, and my internal rate of return is 4%. If I'm earning 4% on that cash value policy, and I borrow at 5%, that's a 1% cost. It still costs me money. Meaning I'm earning 4, 5% is going to the insurance carrier. Questions on that part, does that make sense? No, I got you. Mm -hmm. So, and that loan rate, what I want to touch on here too, is the 4%. I'm going to assume I'm earning that that particular year. That's that annualized internal rate of return. And then the annual interest rate, what I have on the loan cost that year is also 5%. So I want to talk about, hey, you're compounding on money and paying simple loan interest. Life insurance loan interest is simple interest year to year. If I don't pay it, it does compound over time. Right. Mm-hmm. But to, to stay on this point, so I'm earning 4%, I've got a 5% cost to borrow. The, the disadvantage is, okay, that's a negative 1% spread. The insurance company is making more money here, 1%. The advantage is it's complete control to me. I pay it back how I want, when I want, no credit checks, no credit reporting. It's simple. I, peace of mind. I'm going to worry about anything. So a lot of people are attracted to that idea and they're comfortable with the 1% cost. Right. But then if you're very, very big into the numbers, 
we go back to Range Rover, we say, okay, I'm earning 4% on my policy. I'm going to earn that 4% if I let the money sit and grow or if I pull money out. I'm going to earn 4% no matter what. So why would I not just get the loan from Land Rover? I'm comfortable making the payments every month. Like that's not going to impact me. I'm going to do that at 2%. So I give up a little bit of control because they bill me every month. And if I get tired of that control, I want to pay it off. Well, then I just borrow for my policy and pay off the balance and then I'm back to where I would have been. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it really comes down to a matter of preference. If I want more control in, in my hands, then I can borrow directly from the policy. I've got a higher well, and what can you, what, what's your, you know, with, with interest rates as low as they are. Yeah. Um, you know, you really have to, um, you know, you're borrowing at 5% versus borrowing it at 2% in that example. And what's going to make more sense? How important is that control to you? That, that's exactly it. And, and what we do with a lot of individuals too, um, propose it as an option. We don't write these loans because we, we can't and we don't get any kickbacks or anything like that either. Is you can take a cash value life insurance policy to almost any bank. There's a lot of specialized lenders and obtain a line of credit. Just like a HELOC, I'm taking my cash value life insurance policy saying, hey, I've got 100000 in cash value. I'd like it to assign this to you, the bank, as collateral. The bank says, okay, we understand the product. We're going to give you a loan. They view it almost as loaning against cash because they understand the guarantees, how it works. And now I get a loan instead of borrowing directly from the policy from the bank, and that may be at 3%. Typically, it's prime minus one, it depends on the bank or the institution, but extremely favorable. If it's a business loan, I can check off on the bank's paperwork, it's a business loan. Now I've got a potential tax deduction as well, but I'm doing the exact same thing as borrowing from the policy. I'm going to a lender or institution instead. The, the only thing again is it comes down to control. So now that lender has control, typically it's interest only, a line of credit like a HELOC. I pay it off. Typically, they want to review it every five years or so. So little things like that. But I mean, it's they're they're typically very very easy to work with, from my experience. If you've got the right bank or right contact, you're got to be the with. right. It's got to be the right lender. Yeah. It does. But I mean, once they're set up, they are simple to work with. Um, again, depending on the lender. Are you working with clients a lot on 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 debt restructuring and things of that nature, or is that usually a, a another a conversation they're having with someone else? Um, no, we, we do. It comes up quite a bit. Um, there's two ways. I mean, one, they want to use their policy to pay off debt. It works beautifully if I've got higher interest debt, credit cards. Um, some people have done it with other debts they've had in the past to wipe it out through their policy. And they like that control aspect. But those cash value collateral loans, you know, what some do in that situation that I've seen is if somebody has a very, very high loan balance on their policy, say it's five or 6%, maybe it's 8% if they've got an older whole life insurance policy. If I've got a $300,000 loan and I've got 15 grand in remaining net cash value because I've loaned everything out and I wasn't able to pay it back for whatever reason, I'm like, man, this interest is just killing me now in this big loan. You can go to a lot of these lenders. They say, hey, we'll give you, we'll consolidate it. We'll give you a loan for 300 grand. You can use it to pay off the loan balance and your cash value. 
And basically all you're doing is taking that five, six or 8% loan rate and paying it back at 3% now at your discretion. And in theory, you could borrow from the policy and pay it off if you can't can't pay it off that way or yeah. out of pocket. Yeah, but there's there's options there, which is nice. Yeah. Yes. yes. The more you know, the better. What, what else, any, anything else specifically that you see out there that's kind of routine, real estate purchases, bridge loans, things of that nature? I mean, and, and are, are you involved in that after the policies in force or is it more just kind of a lot of maybe a client checking in mm -hmm. just to see what the best usage is? Yeah, more more so a client checking in. Um, we will model that for them. So if someone's looking at taking a policy loan, I like to show what it looks like if you take it, pay it back, don't pay it back, pay interest only. So they see everything up front before they, they get into it. But if they're working with a lender, uh, you know, a commercial banker, or they're looking at a commercial piece of property, um, they may involve me. It's typically very minimal where they'll need some information. Maybe the lender needs it or something like that. Um, so I'll connect. But aside from that, usually the client knows what they're doing. Um, but if they want to pull me in or something like that, I'll, I'll always help out and chime in. And you'd like to make sure if it was, you know, if it was you personally, yeah, I feel like you would service the debt or service the interest 100%. Oh. Um, and then just as best you can chunk down the um, whatever's outstanding. Like it's, it's, it strikes me from your comments that um, let's say you, you, you took money out of a, out of one of your policies theoretically for a, you know, a business expense. Um, you probably wouldn't put yourself on like a monthly repayment schedule. It sounds to me like you would probably pay the interest when you get the interest bill, which would be annually yeah. and service the principal of the debt in a more, um, you know, kind of lump sum fashion where it's like, hey, great month, I'm flush with cash. I'm gonna pay off half of this loan, something along those lines. That that's That is personally what I do for the convenience factor. Um, I mean, loan interest on policies does accrue daily over the course of a year. So if I pay it prior to my anniversary date, I'm going to save myself on interest expenses. So sometimes I, I will chunk it down just to save on interest. But I mean, from a convenience standpoint, like I know how it works to say, all right, if I don't pay it, I am going to pay the interest on the anniversary date when that comes due. But if I'm not paying the anniversary date, it means I've paid it off prior or I threw money at the balance. Um, chunk it down like a line of credit. I mean, it, it works. I, I don't want to say it's a line of credit, but it works just like one. Yeah. 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 Mechanically, it's same kind of functionality. Yeah. Yeah. Where you just keep on moving forward at the same time. That's the uh, appeal to so many people. All right, cool. Well, listen, anybody out there who's listening, if you've got questions about how to utilize, how to effectively utilize cash value life insurance, um, I would I can say with a pretty high level of confidence that between either myself or uh, Steve Parisi on the line with me right now, we can answer any of your questions. Feel free to reach out to either of us at any time. Um, Steve is president and CEO of IBC Global. I am a brokerage director for Mass Mutual Eastern Pennsylvania. And you know, this is what we do day in and day out. We're talking about whole life. We're talking about cash value. And uh, it's something we love to do. So, Steve, thanks for 
for joining us today and I'll be talking to you soon. Certainly. Thanks so much, Mike. I appreciate it. Thanks.